So uh, first off, I hope there's not too much sun for Wentz because he's going to be the same colour as the jersey, weird maroon, because he's just sunburned all the whole time. Second, Washington Kawankers, uh, anyone? I think that's pretty much the name. <laughs> that's what um, we'll call them. Third, yeah, not too many thoughts of anyone who knows me. You know, I'm pretty bland about Russell Wilson. I, I always stay on the fence. I don't call him an absolute spud. You know, you came to the wrong person because you're not going to get absolute sound bites out of me talking about Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, were we being ridiculous that we were even making such a big deal about Russell Wilson. Is the guy actually spent? He has Judy and Sutton. They're, they're around the same, I reckon, as Lockett and Metcalf with Wilson, of course. Yeah, and that's a Albert O, oh, if time. you got him like Dynasty or something, you just got to trade him right now. Because right who knows Albert if... no. Albert, Albert no. no. <laughs> In a world of uncertainty... Rivers jizzing in his pants and then you bring up your wife in the next sentence like oh no <laughs> what is going on there is only one place you can turn for fair dinkum advice one word unbelievable two words holy shit three words oh my god a place where the undeniably American it sounds so weird in like an Australian accent meets the undeniably Aussie Hey, 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 Joe, let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. Where the analysis is solid. I, for one, was not one of those haters as I picked a Rams victory. Look, I think he can get over 150 yards in this game easily. <laughs> Kick his ass, Taylor Bass. And everything else is out to kill you. There's going to be shrinking nutsacks all over the place. Welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Good day and welcome into the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. This guy here, Matty C, going to be the host. And along with Manjot and Taylor, we're going to be your Aussie tour guides into the recent trade whirlwind that has been going on in NFL land. And we'll be providing all that fantasy and analysis around it that you're going to need if you're going to be champion of your league this year. Before we start, this is something we introduced last week and I want to do it every show. I'd just like to acknowledge the Ngunnawal and Nambri people who are the traditional landowners of the Canberra region where Manjot and I are dialing in from. And also, I'd like to extend it out to the Darawal people where Taylor's from as well, uh, up in the Wollongong region. I'd like to pay respects to the traditional landowners and also to the elders past, present and emerging. It's uh, important to acknowledge the land that we're on tonight. Now, let me tell you, you can find a whole bunch of places to interact with us before we get too far into it. We have been on Instagram for ages. It's a fun follow at Aussie NFL Fantasy. It's also our YouTube. Go find us there and you can watch our beautiful mugs on, on the internet because that's what everyone wants at Aussie NFL Fantasy. If you want to interact with us and you want to send us stuff to talk about too, because we're coming into dynasty trade period. We're about to have a whole bunch of drafts and dynasty drafts and you'd like some opinions. All of us play it. So if you'd like some opinion on it, you can even just send in screenshots to your team. We'll talk about it here on the show. Aussie NFL fantasy at gmail.com. But hey, that's all written word, man. What if you're not a written word guy and you'd like to talk like me? Well, you can go to our anchor, Aussie NFL fantasy at anchor.fm and you can leave us a voice message of up to a minute and you'll probably end up on the show because, you know, we love talking. Now, let me introduce the talented lads who have their fingers on the pulse of all these NFL movements. And you know, my first mate, my first, who thinks they're going first this week, by the way? Hands up. It's Taylor. Oh, you're wrong. It's you, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> he's the pastry press NFL. He's the pastry press sports. He's 40 other places too because of all these podcasting and sports writing. The man the myth, the legend. Welcome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a busy time for sure. NFL 
free agency NFL trades. I'm ready to dive in to review it all. Broncos oh, podcast. Sorry, yeah. Broncos podcast. Broncos podcast. Not of Denver. course, Pastry Press Sports. You know, follow for any NRL AFL content. I post nightly recaps and stuff. So yes, just just putting the plugs out there right now. Put them all in, brother. Put them all in because you're everywhere. Yep. You're, you're bloody everywhere. Yeah. And much in the way that this guy bloody wins everything. Uh, winner is it's probably his middle name actually. This guy just wins and wins and wins. Fed income. Astro League last year, he beat me in all the starts of the week and every competition we had on the podcast last year. In fact, Manjot, you and I were both victims to this guy in the playoffs yeah. challenges, and he even beats a slap in the face with a cold fish. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Taylor the winner, Goodall. <laughs> Welcome, mate. Because hey. all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Um, you said something <laughs> about people that like to talk and winners of uh, NFL fantasy and stuff like that. I don't Did know I? if I'm either. Um, I, I may have won a title. I'm not sure. I may like to talk about my own team, about you know NFL related stuff. Not sure. We'll find out soon. Related up. That's that's a foreskin right there. We'll foreskin that for later. <laughs> We're gonna have to get a glossary up for folks who haven't been with us long enough. But yeah, that's, yeah. Essentially, that's us just saying foreshadowing. I'm, just, I'm bringing all the great stuff in straight away, mate. <laughs> Stay tuned for that, Taylor's NFL glossary. Um, fantastic yeah. stuff. That's that's on the first. That's on the first five pages. Yeah. <laughs> Wowza. Mate, um, Sorry, the first four pages. Four skin. Four skin. <laughs> I feel like all this stuff's gonna come up at some point. So you might as well you might as well just get it out there, mate. <laughs> what a start. What a start. <laughs> hey, did you guys see just how much uh the first episode just it it's hit the pond of the fantasy community like a big boulder thrown off a bridge and the ripples are everywhere, heaps of views on the uh the YouTube, heaps of listens on the podcast world as well. Congrats. Yeah, look, mate, I'll take this one. Um, like, <laughs> you know, we were talking about it on backstage, you know, on this great podcast. We didn't want to talk about it. You guys brought it up. It wasn't me, of course. Um, it just happened to be the first time that Taylor Goodall of Taylor Talk actually showed his face um, and went on YouTube and wasn't just, you know, behind <laughs> Nanka or behind a, a podcast. I, I know you guys were talking about it. It definitely wasn't me. Um, I yeah. showed my beautiful handsome face and all of a sudden we're getting all these views. But, you know, you guys take it away because you guys are the ones bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. But, and shame on me. Shame on me, mate. Of course. I should yes. have never mentioned it. Uh, Manjot, do you care to uh, add to that? <laughs> you know, I didn't even do anything to like promote this except just be on the show. So, you know, it's full credit to the, to the, li- to the viewers Full credit to our Instagram community at Aussie yes. NFL Fantasy. Absolute legends for getting us to nearly 900 views. I saw oh, that. That was amazing. Views. Get a load of that. Uh, I'm really impressed. Really, really impressed. So, look, I think we owe it to the people to bring the big trade show because, mate, the NFL, yep. it has been like it, they've been trading like they're just playing fantasy as well, which is sick. Because uh, as Aussies, we, we're a nation built on trades, right? We, we trade wool to fucking everywhere. Uh, a whole yeah. bunch of ore to Eastern Asia. And we even trade insults with the Yanks about Brits having bad teeth. So with, with all those, <laughs> that trading that's built into Can our you DNA, trade in NFL fantasy? I didn't realize. Okay. <laughs> Mate, we'll, we'll chat later. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. you can trade. I didn't realize it was a trade button. I don't do many trades, mate. So, no, not I didn't at all, realize. Mate. 
None at all. You're like Cleveland, mate. Trades everywhere. Yeah. Um, Just... <laughs> We've gone ahead and picked 10, 10 players. That's what we've done in this show. We've picked 10 players who we think are really impactful in fantasy and, and to discuss their moves. Um, now, I know we all did such great show prep. and uh, we, oh, we're of all course. Yeah. Absolute analysis. Yeah. <laughs> we're ready to dive in. It's all up here. It's, yeah. Look, and, and we talked about this through the week. We've prepared who we're going to talk about, but, you know, we don't play fantasy. We, we live it. We live it. It's the middle of the off season, and we're just. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Yeah, it's right? a big show. It's a big <laughs> show. Yeah, and I think it doesn't get bigger than starting with Russell Wilson. Um, wow, the guy who can never win an MVP, and now all of a sudden he's gone in this really wild trade to Denver. Um, we were going to cover the the reverse part of that trade later on, but. I'm going to kick it to Taylor first and say, hey, Tay, give me your thoughts about Russell Wilson going to Denver. What's that going to do for him and Denver? Yeah, not too many thoughts of anyone who knows me. You know, I'm pretty bland about Russell Wilson. I, I always stay on the fence. I don't call him an absolute spud. And I never call him an absolute choker <laughs> in the second half of years. So, you know, it's, 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 you know, you came to the wrong person because you're not going to get absolute sound bites out of me talking about Russell Wilson. <laughs> um, look, is he going to be an MVP candidate in the first four or five weeks? Probably. Is the team going to fall into an absolute pile of shit in the second half? Probably again. He, he's going to look absolutely wonderful for the first half of the year. I've put it out to there to people. Uh, were we being ridiculous that we were even making such a big deal around Russell Wilson? Is the guy actually spent? And I got a lot of hate from a lot of people by even bringing that up. And I think wow. there's an absolute chance that this guy just isn't who he used to be. And I know you'll say, well, you know, a lot of people aren't who they used to be outside of Brady because he just gets better with age for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's just like a fine Merlot. Um, that guy. Um, but Russell Wilson hasn't been the same guy for a long, long time. Like you've seen, mm-hmm. look, he had the reasons as he had whatever the hell was going on with his hand last year, he had the finger injury. He came back too early. It was clear. And a lot of people are going to use that as a reason as to why he didn't come back well. But you can't tell me that the three years before that, when he had absolutely wonderful stats in the first six, seven weeks, everyone's, you know, up his absolute asshole about being the MVP. How good's Russell Wilson? This guy's the best. You know, we'll there have him on any team. He's, he's absolute best. No, he absolutely went to shit in the last nine or 10 weeks every single year. He, this guy isn't the same as what he used to be. I don't care that he's gone there. Honestly, I... I I know he's going to be better than what they had before because he could not be worse. So all of a sudden, this Denver team gets better. You can't at me and say, oh, look, Russell Wilson's this awesome quarterback because Denver are better. They are guaranteed to be better because they don't have Drew Locke there. There is no (laughs) other way. It doesn't matter who you put there. It's going to be better than Drew Locke. But I'm telling you right now, this guy isn't going to take them to the promised land. They are in a ridiculously hard division. Yeah, okay, Jerry Judy and um, Colton Sutton might get a little bit better. Yeah, I'm still not taking them at the fantasy uh, value they're going to be at because everyone's going to think that they're ridiculously high just because Russell Wilson's gone there. Russell Wilson hasn't supplied a, a, you know, a top whatever right receiver in a long time because he gets them to five in the first half of the year, then all of a sudden they plateau to 20 in the second half of the year. So I'm not taking it. I'm not in on Russell Wilson. I'm sure you guys probably are. And I'm, I'm making my stand now that he is not the same guy he is. 
Everyone has talked him up like he's like the best quarterback in the league. He is not. He is definitely not the rust that we have seen from five or six years ago. He's plateaued. And I'm sorry, he's just not someone that I'm so astounded at that we had to make some huge news break when he signed there. Got traded. Oh, oh, okay. That last man, that is just a load of information. <laughs> Lot of dumping right there, man. He just dumped that all on us right there. Wow. Mate, wow. That was an Adam that. I, I'm not saying that they're not going to be a better team. They will be a better team. And I'm not saying that he won't be an MVP candidate again after six or seven weeks. I'm just telling you right now that team falls apart again like it always has under Russell Wilson in the last four or five years. Show me some stats that denies it. Well, look at the O-line he was playing with the last four or five years. He's literally had zero O-line. The reason I reckon, looking at it from a pure football-like sort of standpoint, analytical, non-fantasy standpoint, is in the first five weeks, they're always hyped in and up, let Russ cook. Defenses don't know what's coming. He's throwing it deep to Lockett and Metcalf every single week. And then eventually defenses adjust. They see game film. They're like, okay, we're going to put a safety back there to cover where Lockett is. That's why Lockett doesn't get anywhere near because he just doesn't have the same value because all the safeties take away his deep game. So he's left with nothing because he's just a deep threat. And Metcalf, he has to be fed. He has to be Metcalf has to be fed the ball, so they have to put the number one cornerback onto Metcalf. So technically, it's not really Russ's fault that defenses are adjusting. It should have been Pete Carroll, you know, whoever the it was Schottenheimer for a few years as the offensive coordinator. Like they should have adjusted way better. But to me, I think Russ can get back onto this. He can get back this year. I reckon. With a better receiving core than what he had, I, I'd say because he has he has Judy and Sutton. They're not they're, they're around the same, I reckon, as as Lockett and Metcalf with Wilson, of course. Yeah, and that's a hard I would oh, I, I reckon I reckon you'll see it this year. That that's just where I'm that's just where I'm leaning is the Russ effect. Like just looking at them with him, and also Albert O. He's he's everyone's hyping up his yeah. fantasy value is skyrocketing at the moment if you sudden. got him like dynasty or something you just got to trade him right now because right who now. knows albert, if... no albert no albert no, <laughs> <laughs> albert, no. But, albert oh no yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i think wilson will be a great quarterback though in in denver i know it's a tough division i know it's going to be a lot of work but i think wilson can find his best because he has a better O-line that's still not fully elite, but they're like around the average, I'd say. It's way better than the garbage Seattle had, yeah. to be honest. Us so better than that. Like, if you just yeah. put us three on the line. Yeah. Us three, clone us twice. You got to clone us twice, though. You oh, mate, I've got an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old can stack on the ends. No worries. No worries. Yeah, I got, I got like five footballs as children, so... It's all good. Beautiful. Yeah, we could defend Russ better than that stinky O-line at uh, Seattle. Absolutely. Yeah. All we had was like Dwayne Brown, who got traded from the Texans to the Seahawks yeah. in 2019, I think it was. That's all he had the last really three has. or four years. So I reckon if Wilson's if protection improves, 
if his receivers are around the same, maybe a, maybe a little worse, but I think they'll be around the same as what Metcalf and Lockett will be. I think Wilson can have a better year this year. It just depends on what Nathaniel Hackett's offensive scheme will do because he needs to adjust to what defenses will adjust to. You can't just completely just keep throwing the ball deep with Russ every time in the first few weeks. And then that deep ball's taken away. You've got nothing. You just got to run. That's all the Seahawks were doing. They just ran it after they had no answers in the past game after that. That's just from a pure football standpoint. That's how I just have seen the Seahawks as a division rival. That's just how I've seen, seen the a Seahawks. Lot yeah, I've seen me, them a lot. To me, that's on Russ too, though. Like, mm. you can't just say that just because he, was, he threw the deep ball and it was working in the first half of the year, all of a sudden he didn't have that. Then all of a sudden he's like, all right, I'm going to pass it off to, you know, mix of Rashad Penny, Chris Carson, whoever's there. Um DJ Dallas, yeah. whatever the hell was there. And then all of a sudden, he couldn't work out the defense and he couldn't do anything in between. Like, that's got to mm. be on the quarterback at some stage. Like, it yeah. can't just be, oh, like our coaches didn't, like, you know, plan as well. Like, Russell's got to realize that. We'd mark down any other quarterback taking, for that. We'd mark down any taking, other quarterback for that, wouldn't we? I mean, and again, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's got to be on him a little bit. I'm not saying it's all yeah. on him. And I'm not saying he doesn't have a better year than he had last year. I don't think it's yeah. possible for him to have a worse year. Like, he yeah, was so bad. He was yeah. horrendous. And everyone is forgetting that and blaming it on the hand and the finger or whatever the hell it was. The, the, what, what do we call it? A mallet finger? Mallet. Mallet? Did he have a mallet Wait, wasn't finger? that Taysom? No, Taysom had the mallet. He had the six. Taysom yeah, had the mallet. He had something very similar. It was something that he couldn't actually yeah. grip in his hand. With. I can't remember what it was called. Bankers cramp or um, something. Yeah, I'm not saying that that wasn't part of it. That's not what I'm trying to say here. And I'm not trying to absolutely say that Russ is going to have the absolute worst season in history. I'm just saying that he's the lead of this podcast right now. That shows you how much everyone thinks he's going to absolutely dominate. I'm just saying that there's a world where he isn't the guy that we all think he is. And I'm just not sure he's going to get back anywhere to what he was. I, I, I think he's better than anything that Denver has ever had before. I have no question about that. I, I just don't think we're going to see what we saw out of Russ before. He might work it out with some better coaching or something like that. And Denver will have a decent year, but they're in a very, very tough division. Uh, and I, I can see them starting like a house on fire and falling down to 10 and 7 or 9 and 8 or something like that. I just don't think I, I'm not all in on them. And you can clearly see it in my voice that I'm not exactly the biggest fan of Russ and it's probably coming yeah. out in a bit of bias. But I just have my reasons as to why I just don't think he's he's worth all this attention. And we're going to wait and see. And I could be wrong. Yeah. We, we see them go 13-4 or something like that. Then you guys can at me. But if he has a horrendous second year like he has in you know, his last few years, um, then I'll be proven correct. So I'm just planting my flag there. Yeah, right. I think every time that Denver wins, everyone should at Taylor and just fucking give it to him. I think that's what we've learned <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think my analysis was terribly different because I just see it as a great upgrade for these two receivers who are nice players and it may or may not impact Javante and, and the running game too much, but but I do think it's a bit of a downgrade for, for us. I, he's just going into a division where it's going to be really, really tough and some of the defences around him have really sort of rallied for it. So I just I think it'll be interesting sledding. But, I, I, I mean, interesting is a really, really captivating way to start with a fellow like Deshaun Watson because... We haven't oh. seen him in a long time. Oh. Now he winds up in this crazy like shopping market of people trying to get him. And then he goes to 
I don't know. I think for me, one of the teams who I least thought was likely to get him. Uh, Major, I'm going to punt uh, Deshaun Watson to you first. And I want to hear what you got to say about it. Oh, this is one of the most complex matters in NFL history because the dude's literally got 22 civil cases of, you know, harassment, assault against him. You know, these are very serious charges. I know he got cleared of the criminal, but I think the Browns, the Saints, the Panthers, way too desperate for Deshaun. Yeah. I think initially I was like, okay, this can pay off. But now I just see it. I'm like, these cases haven't even been resolved. It's just a matter of desperation. They've just gone all in on Deshaun. I've been seeing a lot of takes about it too. And it's really like changed my opinion. I was initially like, okay, wait and see, you know, just wait for Deshaun, you know, his legal situation to really speak my mind on it. But when I see it, I'm still waiting. I'm not giving judgment on whether he's guilty or not. But like the fact that his legal situation hasn't been resolved yet, there's still 22 cases to be played out here on in the courtroom. So he might still not play. An NFL suspension might not be there. So it's going to be hard to pass judgment. So this is where you have to look at it. It's if he can play, first of all. And he's already sat out a year. So I reckon the year off might have been good for his body. But also his, it's just the legal cases are still there. So it might be some mental impact of that. And also he might not play at all because he might get suspended from all his lawsuits. So, you know, it's a lot of risk. And I can understand why some Browns fans might be upset about this because it hasn't been fully resolved and everything. So they need to, it's just a tippy-toe line I'm just trying to cross here with all the legal stuff. Now, that's out of the way. I reckon, I, I reckon I'll push that to the side for a bit. Talking about from, like, the football fantasy side of it. Yeah. Imagine I he think plays. If, if he plays, all the cases are, like, resolved. He does his time suspended and everything. I think he'll be a great addition for the Browns. This is exactly what they've needed at quarterback for God knows since they became an expansion franchise, literally Deshaun wearing a uniform is better than what they've ever had as an expansion franchise. Maybe yeah. even in franchise history, including those pre- including the first Browns. Wow. You say, cool. Oh well you had you had Otto Graham in the yeah. 50s. Um you had Bernie Coza in the 80s. There's Brian Seif in the early 80s. Those guys are all playoff contenders for the Browns. But Deshaun can really get you to the Super Bowl, I think. But it, it's a really hard conference. So Deshaun gives you a chance. But firstly, he has to play, obviously. And secondly, the talent around him, they got, they got Amari Cooper. So I, I don't know if we're talking about him at this point in time or am I allowed to bring him in here? Amari Don't bring him in yet. He, Don't bring him in yet. Don't bring him in. Okay. Okay. We're going to say that for later. But Deshaun's got a bit of a, a, a decent cast around him. He's got Nick Chubb, yep. Kareem Hunt at running back. That's going to release some pressure. I think Nick Chubb's um, fantasy stock, I've been seeing a lot of takes and everything. I got to agree. His fantasy, Nick Chubb's fantasy stock might be going down because of yep. this, because 
when they had Baker, they had to run the ball more because Baker was injured as hell. He couldn't get throwing shoulder correct and everything. So Chubb had to take the load. He had to put the team on his back. He got force-fed carries every single game. And then uh, Kareem Hunt also got some carries. So I think both of them would see a decrease. I'm not sure how much of an extent, but I think there's a decrease coming for both of them in terms of fantasy stock because that sort of thing, getting an elite quarterback is going to affect your run game because you want to pass more with an elite quarterback. I think guys like Njoku, uh, some of their tight ends out there, like Njoku, of course, I think his fantasy stock is going to go up. I, I, I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I, I think yeah. he could have a solid year. I know he was an answer for uh, Weddle literally oh, yesterday. <laughs> he was, he was, I think it was yesterday or the day before. He was one of the hard answers. Oh, yeah. Tune into the show. Donovan the Peoples- show for, for our girl, Weddle, by the way. Oh, Weddle, sorry. Because <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the whole thing. That'll be after uh, the episode, that. I think. I think Danny's <laughs> going to edit that after this episode. But yeah, it'll, it'll be a bonus feature. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my idea, man. Anyway, um, yeah, I think the Browns will see a, if if he plays, they'll see an improvement. If not, they're just gonna force feed. If he's not playing force fed carries to straight off to uh Chubb and uh Hunt, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, Tay. You look like you're ready to just take a swing at the Browns, mate. Um, ready. I just want to say on behalf of the podcast um before talking about Deshaun Watson I don't think any of us condone uh any violence to women um yeah. I don't oh. think that any of us believe that uh look we none of us know what happened none of us agree uh it is a little bit sad that they were just willing to completely forget uh everything that happened but I don't want to get political yeah. on here I just want to say that I don't think any of oh, us okay. are talking about this like we don't condone that we sorry that we condone it at all so I just wanted to say that yeah. first no, we've got some very prominent women in our lives, and um, I think that is well yeah. said, Tay. Well said. Um, second of all, uh, he's definitely going to get suspension. I think it's probably going to be in the six-week yeah. range. Uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll just talk about them probably even before and after um, he kind of comes in. It's probably yeah. going to be Beef Brisket, Jacoby Brissett, uh, coming yeah. in and uh, taking <laughs> early. And I, I, like Manjot said, I think the, the running game will take a bit of a hit when Deshaun Watson comes in. I think when yeah. Brissett's there, it's just going to be same old, same old for that Cleveland offense. I think they're just going to mm. have a huge dose of running the ball. Um, I think uh, I'd be, for a little bit of advice out there, I'd probably be trading Hunt um, and Chubb around the four or five week mark yeah. um, if, if Watson's coming back. Because if they have a huge sort of first four or five weeks, I think it will see a downtick when Watson's there because they haven't had such a great passer in Watson in a long, long time. Like Baker, I've said on this podcast before, he's better off being a Baker. He's absolute trash. <laughs> like he is so, so bad. Like, and it's proven that they're trying to ask for like first, second, tenth round picks, a million round picks, and they still can't get anything for him. And it's just because everyone else sees what I'm seeing. He's just not good. He's just terrible. So they like it's such an upgrade getting Watson in that position. Um, and like I said, they're, they're going to have to toy with that offense a little bit because they can't just run the ball all the time. And you've got a guy like Watson who can air the ball out really well. And then, you know, obviously Manjot touched on someone we'll uh, talk about later. I, I'm turning up to that team. It's going to definitely help. Um, 
I just think the offense is going to be better as a whole uh, when Watson's there. Um, in the first six weeks, which I assume is going to be a suspension to Watson, that's uh, just pretty much going to be same odd, same odd from the other years. They've got a great defense. Uh, the, the defense is going yeah. to be great again. So they're going to they're going to be a chance to win games, even with Brissett there. Um, you saw them win games with Baker there, and anyone else that was there, Case Keenum. I think Case Keenum was probably better than Baker, to be fair. Um, so they're, they're going to almost one with Nick Mullins, by the way. Almost one yeah. with BDN, Nick Mullins, exactly. Who's now on the Raiders? Who's now on the Raiders? Oh, is he? He's the new Nathan Peterman over there. Yeah. He almost beat the Raiders twice. He beat them with the Niners. He almost beat them with the Browns, and. That speaks to the team, as Taylor said. They could literally win with a guy like Nick Mullins, who, granted, his nickname is BDN, but he, he doesn't play like that, I reckon. So here's my fantasy call for Cleveland. Yeah, uh, hit us with Chubb, it. Take Chubb and Hunt early. Look to trade the mid-year. Don't take the receivers early. Try to trade for them. I know a lot of people will be in on that. But um, even if it costs you a little bit extra to get um, a AC uh, without giving it away or foreskin, um, <laughs> if you need to get a guy like that, I would pay a little bit extra to get him um, just when uh, Deshaun Watson turns up. So that's a little bit of fantasy advice I'd give because I think it's just going to be a huge amount of running early in the season and they're going to have to turn a little bit more to the pass uh, when Deshaun's there because there's no point getting a guy like that if you're not going to do that. Oof. Yeah. Good point, Taylor. Love it. Yeah, I love was going when Taylor was talking about that early season production. I was like, "Yes, you gotta go for them early and then trade them." I was feeling yeah. that sort of vibe from Taylor. Absolutely nailed it on the head. Taylor nailed, I reckon, on oh. that one. Play, Play the, the drop. drop. Play the drop. Do we have Play a Taylor drop. fucking drilled it? Do we have one of those? <laughs> 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 I, t- I think that drop got wore out last year from Taylor just being fucking right about everything. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor's got to be playing Jane this year. Taylor's got to sit on the fence because I can't be as bad as the year before either. I've got to be somewhere in the middle. Got to be somewhere in the middle. But Manjot's in the middle, mate. So sorry, yeah, that's, that's already stamped so, out. I'm afraid. Can I be sorry. slightly above middle? Well, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> All right, so that I think probably puts to bed the Cleveland situation for now. We will come back and talk a little bit more about Cleveland in a minute. Um, quick break, and then let's get out two more quarterbacks, yeah? This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I got no notes, but I got the memory, so... <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've believed them a little bit this year, they've just kicked me right in the testes. Ninja Miss Legend. All right, you guys throw me into the fire straight away, you know, but that's why I'm here. Taylor Talk Time. Antonio Brown's out there hanging out with Kanye West. If that's not an insane asylum handing the keys to the inmates, I don't know what is. Maddie um... <laughs> C. This Thesaurus um... is both terrible. All right. Okay. Let's pick it up with Matt Ryan because he is my number one favorite quarterback who I'll never talk of again. And now I can't not talk about him because he got traded and he's going to go stink it up at the, no, he's probably not. Gonna... Oh, maybe he will. I'm going to punt it to Matt Taylor Ryan. first because he and I had Matt Ryan <laughs> wars last year who could have the shittest performance from Matt Ryan. Oh, yes. And the bar is fucking lower every damn week. 
Shoot, Taylor, what do you think of this winning going to Italy? Where do we even start with Matt Ryan? Well, we start with the Portaloo at the back when we just shit ourselves uh, straight into the Portaloo. And then it goes into a hole, not even to an actual toilet. It's just shit everywhere into a, into a dirt pile. And that's pretty much Matt Ryan Beautiful. to a T. Um, you know, it's if you see the letters, uh, sorry, the numbers 28-3 anywhere, you know, you think of Matt <laughs> Ryan because it means he's going to choke and he's probably choking on shit. Um, so that's a good start from me. Um, that's pretty much all I can bring with Matt Ryan. Um, I'll try and bring some actual analysis to where he's actually gone. Uh, I actually do believe it's a slight upgrade. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't believe whenever a lot of people were saying last year when he was the Falcons that a lot of people thought he was done. I didn't think he was completely done. I just think he was in a completely horrendous offense. And, you know, you lose your number one receiver in Calvin Ridley, but the offense is always going to go to shit. Like, especially with that sort of distraction. Like, you have to bring in a guy like Cordero Patterson, who's just like 100 years old and has been used as a special teams guy to be your actual offense. Like, it's never going to work. You've got Kyle Pitts, who's going to be great, but he's in his rookie year. Like, it's just... It's just not going to work. I, I don't think Matt Ryan's done. I just think he was in a bit of a tough situation. Do I think, again, Matt Ryan's what he used to be? No, I don't. But I think he's an upgrade on Carson Wentz because I don't think there's much worse than Carson Wentz out there. And we'll get to that later. Um, he's Ronald McDonald. He shouldn't be out in the sun and he needs sunscreen. And I know we're not talking about Carson Wentz, but I feel like it works with the fact that Matt Ryan's taking his old job. Um, I, <laughs> I spoke earlier about Jonathan Taylor, about not picking him top five. Uh, I yeah. think Matt Ryan's probably enough uh, for me to take away that call. Um, I still wouldn't be taking him with number one. Oh, I mean, everyone's going to take him with number one, but I'm just saying that I'm happy to sort of fade him. Uh, I think he might be more around the three to five. I'm just going to take away the whole call that I said that he wouldn't be top five. Yeah. Uh, I the think information that we had will... at that point, I think that was fair, by the way. Mm. Just to clear yeah. that up, yeah. you've got new information. I don't think there's anything wrong changing the call. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I'm not saying it's some enormous upgrade, and I still think this offense is going to have its, uh, you know, clunkiness. Uh, but I just think, in general, it's it's enough of an upgrade. It's not a huge amount, but it's. I think Matt Ryan's going to find a new home. You, you always see some guy finding a new home, and he just gets a new lease of life. Uh, this is maybe his last year, if not his second last year. So. Uh, I just think he's going to really give it all for this team. And it's, you know, we like to act like the AFC South better than it actually is when me and two thirds of this podcast has teams in there and they're not exactly the greatest to me. Um, so <laughs> they're probably going to get uh, most of their work done. Um, so I, I just think in general, Matt Ryan's going to be a pretty decent pickup. He's not going to be phenomenal, but he's not going to hurt them. Uh, I, I do think he's going to make them slightly better. Uh, and you're going to see an upgrade in terms of Jonathan Taylor in, in general. And they've still got a pretty decent offensive line that's going to get the job done. So um, I, I just think it, it's pretty plain to know. It's not a huge news raker. I just think yep. they could have got a worse quarterback. That's pretty much what I would say is they could have been in a worse situation than they ended up. Mm. And they ended up with Matt Ryan. And it, it's not yeah. a bad situation to be. So yeah. good on them. Um, they could have been worse. And I don't think they could have been much better. So good on them. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about yeah. him potentially getting Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield. And you've got to imagine this is an upgrade from either of those two, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. As someone who's living the pain of the Jimmy G experience still, somehow, just trade that man, please. Anyway, on to Matt Ryan. <laughs> someone the Falcons actually traded 
I mean, he did lose literally Julio and Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley. A month apart, pretty much, you know, just start of the season, he didn't have Julio, and then four weeks, five weeks later, Calvin. I know. How good was Julio for the Titans? Just an absolute weapon. Mate, Um, game changer. um, Yeah. I'm glad he's on the the roster still. Is he? Is he? Is he? Um, Is he? Is he? No. I think they just got out the tech star and changed Jones to Woods. I just realized he, you know, basically had hamstrings made of tissue. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot like mine. Anyway, back to Manjo. (laughs) Yeah. So you you brought up the Julio. Colts. I had to say something. I've got a Titans background. Yeah. Look, uh, we're talking about two thirds of the podcast having like affiliations to the AFC South. How about me with my Peyton Manning jersey that I got for Christmas last year? So, you know, just want to say whole podcast got a jersey of the AFC South. But we could arrange that for next show too. We all wear our AFC South jerseys and feel nice and warm. Rest in peace, Steve McNair. Ooh. Yeah, I've yeah, got a McNair really. jersey. Isn't that weird? Air McNair, man. 2003 MVP of Payton, of course. Shared yeah. MVP. Eddie George. Desma Eddie OG. Boy. That's my type. But someone, someone else who was an MVP, though. Matt Ryan, 2016 MVP. Oh. We were talking about 28 to 3, wow. right? We were talking about 28 to 3. He was traded for the 82nd pick, <laughs> which is in the third That's round. He switched those around. <laughs> And it's the 28 to 3. Yeah, that was, I, I stole that completely from some Instagram pages such as WTF Stats. Absolute legends um, Magic, out there for that. Magic. Absolute legends. Absolute legends. That joke will never die. It was 28-3 day literally last week. So I was celebrating re-watching that game. And Matt Ryan was absolute. He was absolute god in the first half. And yeah. a little bit in the fourth quarter. But for the rest of the game... It was ah, toilet no. water. Yeah. I mean, a bit in the fourth quarter when he literally threw that pass to Julio, that Julio got on the sideline. Can Pittman do that? I hope so. I hope yeah. Pittman can get some like, like some like a good connection with Ryan. I'm not talking about that specific catch. If he can do that, great. But I'm talking about the connection he has with Ryan. Can he do that? I reckon he can. I reckon, I reckon Pittman's value has gone up because literally this is not Carson Wentz as we've been talking about. It's not, it's not push past Wentz who literally pushes the ball to the offense, offense like opposing defensive lineman. That's the word. Yeah. The opposing defensive lineman or linebackers. Yeah, exactly. Just it's an upgrade, but he's not going to be so elite. It's still a stacked conference, still a stacked division with the Titans. The Titans are stacked. That is, yeah. the, they're still going to be hard to get past. I still think the Titans got the division. Yeah, they are. I think they still got the division. I'm giving them the struggling South title. Yeah. So, well, you want Jonathan Taylor, of course. Yeah. You probably want Michael Pittman on your team. What does Matt Ryan do for any of the other assets, though? Are there any other Colts you want to own that you didn't two weeks ago? I was going to suggest Jack Doyle, but then I remembered he retired. Maybe like, yeah, yeah, Mo Alley Cox. Is that what we're doing? The jokes write themselves. Mo Alley Cox. That's what I was trying to think of when I said Gigantor earlier. <laughs> 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 I said when I was trying to think of people that were as tall as me. Cox, 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 Tay. That's the one. Cox, Cox, That's Cox. That's the one. How did I forget about a Cox joke? 
Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm actually a bit disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I might, on, ta- I might take a couple of minutes off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, fair enough. I think that can put the uh, the Matt Ryan talk to bed. Uh, you can't say Matt Ryan without also saying Carson Wentz because of that whole job swap where one gets fired and the other one picks it up. So, uh, do we have to? Let's let's quickly talk about it because I think it changes some stuff in Washington. Um, and, and look, Manto, I'm going to kick it off with you on this one too to say, well, Good. Good. what is, what's the difference here for, for Washington? They were meant to have fits last year and I think we're actually pretty excited about it. Yeah. What's the feeling about the commanders this year? Yeah, literally name change, quarterback change yet again. All they had left was an owner change, which might be coming soon oh. because Dan Snyder been Please. ripping off those NFL owners allegedly. Allegedly, he's been ripping off all those NFL owners, so there could be an ownership change. All that's left is a head coach change. But Ron Rivera, I got full respect. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, Riverboat Ron, you can stay, man. The rest, the, everything else changes out there in the leadership section for Washington, it seems. So quarterback, new face of the franchise, Carson Wentz for the commanders. Now, I'm actually giving... I'm actually giving props to the Washington commanders a little, a bit of props. Firstly, uh, actually, I'm going to give them an L for a bit because they actually gave the Eagles the win in that trade because they allowed your divisional rivals to look better than, well, well, just better. They just made their division rivals look better by absolutely, you know, raiding what the um, cult assets were. They literally raided out those first round picks. They literally like stole them out of yeah. nowhere for Carson Wentz, pushed past Wentz, as I said, because he's always <laughs> pushing the ball to op- opposing defensive linemen. All right, third time lucky on that. Third time. Yeah. You get there, brother. Yeah. I believe in you. Yeah. So who's the offensive, uh, opposing defensive lineman? On the uh, all right, see, all right, I'm I'm stopping with these with these quotes. Um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, he might be like just picking off passes. His interception totals going up. Dallas, I'm I'm excited for Trayvon Diggs. His interceptions going up for for all those IDP players out there, including wow. me. I'm, I'm getting in some IDP leagues this year, by the way. So IDP dynasty wow. leagues. That's the full. That's a full experience, guys. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go all in on those Trayvon Diggs uh, sort of numbers there. But I think to be serious, 10-team like fantasy football, I reckon Tarek McLaurin's numbers will be a bit better. I think they'll be a bit better. Not too much because it's Wentz. But Wentz is probably better than uh, the Heineken beer, Taylor Heineke, of course. And Right first name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a great first name and a great beer. Maybe I don't know. I don't drink. I don't drink. Yeah, you guys gotta, man. you guys gotta attest. You guys gotta test on my behalf. But um, <clears throat> where was I going with this? I, I think, I think Gibson. no one knows. It's Wentz. Who knows? Yeah, it's Gibson was the next. It's the only I, the only other guy I could think of on that offense was Gibson, and I think Gibson's yep. gonna go. Ah, he's still he's gonna upgrade a bit. I'm just gonna put it out there. It's just gonna be slight upgrades. I've got someone else to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. 
So uh, first off, I hope there's not too much sun for Wentz because he's going to be the same colour as the jersey, weird maroon, because he's just sunburnt the whole time. Um, second, Washington Kawankers, Washington anyone? I think that's pretty much the name. Um, that's yeah. about as good as it's going to get. That's what um, we'll call them. Uh, I agree with you. I do think he's... If there's if there was such a small gap between uh, Wentz and Matt Ryan, I don't even know how to explain the gap there is between Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, and Wentz. Like it's even smaller. Like it, it's slightly better, but I can't even explain why. Like it, it is a little bit better, but it's not great. So I will say that my calls about Curtis Samuel um, last year, I'm backing. Oh yeah, so back crazy. in that guy. Come was on. So- <laughs> Come on. Didn't even get a chance to show anything last year. He was so injured. Um, my whole point last year was that I made a very good call on Terry McLaurin last year. It was one of the yeah, best calls did. I made. I, I thought he was being completely overdrafted. Um, I've always been a Terry McLaurin fan, but I couldn't understand why all of a sudden he was getting drafted at like 10th, 11th, 12th wide receiver off the board. I, I did actually see him being pretty close to what he'd done the year before, which was more like wide receiver 18, 19, 20 um, sort of range. And that's pretty much exactly where he fell. Uh, I I agree with Manjo. I think there's a world where he's a little bit better, but I wouldn't be overdrafting him just because he's got Wentz um, over. I mean, I thought he was getting Fitzpatrick last year, which was the hope. um, And then he ended up with Heineken. Um, Great first name again, as we spoke about. Um, But... Look, I just think Wentz is somewhere in between those guys. I don't think it's going to be anything more phenomenal. I just hope, um, if anything, Curtis Samuel might take something from him if he actually plays. Uh, last year, he just his groin just destroyed him. Like it's yeah. like he was Ron Jeremy just pumping girls every weekend and just destroyed his groin every single weekend. Like I don't know what was going on there. I can't speak for it. Land um, <laughs> Yep, that's that's a great drop. But um yeah, I don't know what was going on there. He just absolutely destroyed his pelvis apparently. And um I, I don't know what he was doing, but I would love to see him actually healthy this year. He gets a full preseason. Um I would give like everyone a slight uptake in that Washington offense, but not much. Um yeah. Antonio Gibson, he would have had a massive uptake if JD McKissick wasn't there and it looked like he wasn't yeah. going to. He was about to take the role of the Bills and then all of a sudden um, they uh, which everyone was pretty surprised at, uh, and he came straight back. So I don't see a better world for Gibson, um, maybe slightly because he did have a stress fracture in his leg pretty much the yeah. entire entire year. So he's you could probably say he might be slightly better, but if he doesn't get that third down roll that McKissick takes, it just destroys his value a lot. And he, like, his Make ceiling is basically... Yeah, just makes his, him touch his ceiling basically His ceiling basically becomes like, running back 10 to 12 like it actually really sucks because that's where everyone drafts him anyway so it feels like you're drafting him close to the ceiling so um just in general i don't think wentz helps them enormously but i don't think he hurts them either i think it's just you pretty much draft everyone where you did last year yeah well i can't imagine that it does a lot for gibson and 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 i sort of agree with manjot too maybe it improves mclaurin a little bit but yeah. If it didn't, I also wouldn't be Maybe. surprised. I'm not rushing out to buy stock at any of them either. So I think that is probably... And that's why you check you check draft you price. Because it is, is it baked in? Like, do people think... Like last year that I said to you, Matty, on the pod, like yeah. everyone's baking in Fitzpatrick into his ADP and he ended up going at like 1-12. And it was just way too high. But 
if you're thinking that what he might take a little bit of a step forward and be like wide receiver 15 and he's getting drafted at wide receiver 20, then he's 100% value. That's so you just got to wait yeah. and see what the draft price is. 100%. No, that's great advice. Great yeah. advice. Another nugget from Taylor, by the way, after that nugget last time about the uh, how to read Schefter's tweets. Oh, sorry, I, sorry, nugget, nugget. So we're talking about Matt Ryan again? Thank you. Thank you, Taylor, by the way, for reminding me about Devo's brother, Curtis Samuel. Thank you for because they they, they they might have the same role. Who knows? Who knows what Washington does with Curtis? I don't think they put him in the same role. No way, because he's 10 kilograms, however many pounds lighter. I just did the research. And he's a little shorter, but our uh, Curtis is shorter and lighter than Debo. So I don't think they'd have the same role. But it's just fun to think about, you know. Well, the uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis, Curtis Samuel, Samuel in the People's Dynasty team. He's, yeah. in the, he's in the people's dynasty. He's team. in the people's dynasty team. <laughs> the people's the people, team. You've got to really emphasize the peoples. The peoples. The, yeah, peoples. the peoples. And we're going for back-to-back champs, baby. That's right. Yep. I feel like I own a part of that team, man. I feel. I mean, no, we're all, all in. We're all <laughs> in. We're so all in. Can I tell you something that really stunned me was to see Devontae Adams end up at the Raiders. I mean. All of us were just like, well, Rogers signed his deal. Where he's going to go back. And before we published, news? it all changed. And oh, my gosh. Man, I can tell you where I was, Taylor, oh, when you asked him. Yeah, I was, I was actually exercising. So I was doing some <laughs> stretches on the floor. And then everyone's sending me Devontae Adams. So I had to, like, I had to stand up. I was walking around the house just making the posts on the Instagram. I had it all captured the title. I didn't bother to do a photo edit because I just didn't have the time. I just wanted to get it out there. It's just the most shocking thing of 2022. Wait, how many things can you say that for though? Like there was so many shocking things in that off season. And I think this was probably up there. I think I'd take this one as the one that shocked me the most because I got to see it live pretty much as someone who lives in Australia, of course. Like it was, it was hard to get those other news in our time zone. Whereas now we got our times Eastern time, of course, we got it in good time zone for us. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely wild. one of the most shocking things. Yeah, Derek Carr's fantasy value skyrocketing. Yeah. I reckon it's not, it's not gonna like fully. He's not gonna be like a full on like you know starter starter, but he's gonna be like on the fringe of starter. I reckon. He's going to be one of those like top 12-ish guys, somewhere around top 12. I reckon this is the year where people finally, it's going to be like how Stafford, people finally started respecting Stafford once he left the Lions. Now you see oh. Carl with a better Hi. wide receiver. I think people are going to start to respect him more. I think this is the respect Derek Carr is going to get. He's going to get a lot of respect. I think this might translate to his fantasy value as well. Uh, slight decrease for my boy Hunter Renfro. Ah. I really did enjoy. I enjoyed Hunter Renfro's season last year. I know I got. Yeah. I, I know he was a Weddle answer a few days ago, and I it took me sixteen really? tries, which meant I had oh. to retry it. I had to retry wow. it to get him. Sixteen. So, That's wild. Yeah, I, was, I got it in four. By the way, I got it in four. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Taylor wins. <laughs> 
Again. Taylor wins. <laughs> so Taylor has better fantasy knowledge than me right there. But Mr. Hunter and Hunter Renfro in starts of the week a couple of times last year too. And it yeah. came up. I did. So bloody I did. Taylor wins again. Yeah. His not boy Hunter Renfro. I can only yeah. go backwards, boys. I can only go backwards. Yeah. Bloody, or, or not. Uh, or not. Or you just keep on damn well winning. I mean, fuck. Yeah. We'll wait and see. <laughs> this definitely eats into um Jakers and Waller as well. Waller. Some of their fantasy yeah. points, I think, will be taken, especially Waller. Like some of his past volumes going to be taken. But yeah. I think this might also be beneficial on the football side for Waller because people are going to be targeting Adams a bit more now. Like defense is going to put their top CB, maybe put a safety over the top onto a guy like Devontae Adams. They're also going to be looking at Hunter Renfro in the slot. And then you got Waller as well. So you got to account for all three of them. So it's going to be a little hard to predict what, which one's going to get the best fantasy value, which one's going to get the most catches and yards each game, I reckon. That's where it's going to be hard. So it's a guessing game, one of Russian roulette. You just got to spin that wheel, decide, you know, the night before the game and just say, yep. Here we go. I'm starting yeah, right. Adams. Brian Edwards it is. <laughs> yeah, Brian Edwards. Taylor's been stocking up on Brian Edwards, haven't you, mate? You you, you saw this coming and you just gone, you know what? Blanket on all those three Brian Edwards it is. <laughs> if, if fantasy was in the last, like, four minutes of a game, Brian Edwards would be dead set wide of seven number one. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he for Hatch some reason, bomb. just finds a way at the end of games. Like, he'll be... One re- one reception for eight yards, and then all of a sudden, like Derek Carr goes, "Holy shit, I've got Brian Edwards! I forgot to actually pass <laughs> that bloke for the first three and a half quarters." And then he'll just like start pizzling him for like four or five when they're down. It's so weird. It's it's such a weird thing that they have. We're not going to have to worry about that anymore because they have Vontae Adams. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty much uh, left for dead. Um, like yeah. Manjot said. It was funny. I believe that the Devonta news actually came out literally the day after we last recorded. Yeah. Because I know I was down the yeah. coast uh, with work, and I was actually at a service station not far from my um, <laughs> not far from where I was actually staying. And I remember just like going and parking um, just for lunch, and then seeing the news, and I was like, "Mean Joe, I was in absolute really? shock." Like. It's been so funny, right? This off season, do you know when you're in the regular season, right? And you kind of wake up expecting to see news. You're just like, yeah, something's yeah. going to happen. Like you're going you're to wake up and see something to do with an injury. Like someone's got some injury or someone's not going to be playing that week in your fantasy team. And it got to a point where in on the off season that you expected news every single morning. Like you were just yes. like, you're going to wake up. And any morning there wasn't some ridiculous trade. You were actually sagged. You were like, it's just been absolute mate. Yeah. this entire time and i think we'd only just got um some of the like there was some news just before Devontae adams i couldn't remember exactly what it was uh, and it seemed like it was it might have even been amari cooper or there was news that he was possibly getting let go or whatever and then that seemed like news at the time and then Devontae adams just came out of absolute nowhere like everyone just thought he was going back to the backers um he'd mentioned that he didn't want to play under the franchise tag so everyone knew he was disgruntled but everyone just assumed it was going to get worked out and he was going to stay with Aaron Rodgers. And then all of a sudden, this huge trade happens that he's going over to the Raiders. It was just so random. Like, not one person would have mentioned that the Raiders were really like everyone, some people might have said it was a chance in like free agency or something. But once he was 
you know, still there and, you know, been put on franchise tag. You just assumed he was going to be there. It was just yeah. an absolute nuts trade. Like, you just did not see it coming. Um, but in terms of the actual fantasy value and everything, I think it's a downgrade for Adams himself. Um, you can't mm-hmm. tell me that him going to the Raiders, a lesser offense, a lesser quarterback, one that doesn't just throw directly to him in, in you know, triple yeah. coverage every single time he can. You can't tell me that's not a downgrade. I'm not saying he's not one of the top five receivers in the league because he 100% is. He still will be. Um, but he has to contend with Renfro. He has to contend with Waller. Um, Brian Edwards, apparently, we're going to talk about. But yeah, well, um, yeah. look out for general, him. I just think in general, that offense isn't going to be as good. Now, I will say there is one thing that is in his favor is that division seems like a downtick, but I think they're going to need to keep up. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in that division. And I think Carr's going to have to throw a lot. And I agree with your Josh Jacobs take. Um, I, I think he's pretty much going to be around where he's drafted. He's going to have some decent games. He's going to have games where he's completely forgotten about because they're going to have to come back for behind. Um, but I just think mm-hmm. in general, they're actually going to have to throw a shitload because they have to keep up with Mahomes. They're going to have to keep up with Herbert. They're going to have to keep uh-huh. up with Wilson. They're going to have to keep up. So I actually think it's not a bad situation for him. I just think you have to temper your expectations compared to where he was in Green Bay because he was the yeah. dude. He was the absolute dude. Yeah. And, you know, you, yeah. you can't, and he was the dude for the MVP of the league. So it, it, it is a little bit of a downgrade. But in general, it's enormous for the Raiders. It's huge for them. Yeah. That division's going to be so tight. And I think they're only going to get better from this. And, you know, I'm really interested to see what happens. Yeah, a lot of being made about the car and um, and Devante Adams connection from Fresno State, and I yeah. saw videos left and right of these bomb passes to Devante Adams. Now, that's not Devante's role in the NFL. He's not the forty yards downfield bomb catch and then thirty more yards to the end zone. So, watching those videos, I kind of thought mm, I'm kind of watching boys, you know, just get beaten up by two men. That's not how it's going to be. Over in Las Vegas, it's not going to be car throwing seventy yard rainbows. Um, so that's where I think it's got to be a bit of a downgrade for Devante Adams. He's going to he's going to be working space. He will get longer passes, but man, if there's a fifteen yard pass or a twenty yard pass, and then he has to do something a little extra to get some more yards, I think that's what we're going to see. And he's going to be he and Waller. Which one do you cover? The other one's getting the touchdown. I kind of feel like that's what yeah. we're going to see there. And I think I'll make something about it. Can I make like a little bit of an early prediction for fantasy in terms of what you should do in drafts? Um, well, we saw this do you last... think it would be helpful? <laughs> we, we sort of saw this last year and I talked on you know our podcast a few times. I think we're seeing more and more about drafting in the middle in terms of quarterbacks. Um, you and I have often been proponents of drafting early or late in tight end yeah. position and we always used to say the same for quarterback. I'm actually the complete opposite in quarterback now. I actually think that there's huge value in the middle in quarterback at the moment. There are some guys that are really, really sort of, you know, thickening up that middle that I think a guy like Derek Carr, Tua even, um, got Matthew mm. Stafford's probably going to get drafted like ninth, eighth or ninth in terms of quarterbacks. Like, it's, I think that middle is actually going to be where you really want to draft quarterbacks in fantasy this year. Um, because I think there's going to be huge value in them because I think some guys at the top are going to get overdrafted. Um, Josh yeah. Allen, you know, pretty much gets you the value every year. But I think some guys like Kyler, Pat Mahomes, I think has question marks this year without Tyreek, but it's still going to go high. 
Um, you know, Dak's probably still going to go ahead of those guys. I think they've all got question marks, whereas guys like that, I think are going to show you the most value. So I think drafting in those like six, seven, eight rounds in the quarterback position is actually going to be really, really fruitful this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting for those guys who overdraft on Jalen Hurts at this point. Just listening yeah. to that, I was literally thinking of Jalen Hurts. Everyone's been overhyping him. Whereas I'd rather a guy like Derek Carr, who has more weapons around him, who has probably a better offensive line to an extent. They're around the same offensive line. I'd rather him have more consistent production than have a big Hurts game with his rushing and everything. Yeah, That's just how I see it, to be honest. If, if Jalen Hurts goes before all those guys I mentioned, I'd definitely take the others. I'd take the last person yeah. in that run. Like if there's like... If you're sitting there with Jalen Hurts, Stafford, Tua, Carr, I would take whoever's last. <laughs> I would take yeah. whoever's last on the board out of those four. I cannot wait Fair to enough. do the like too early ranking show because already my brain's going, all right, well, let's list off the top 10 quarterbacks and just go, do I, am yes. I happy being the 10th guy? I probably am. Yep. And I think that's something we have to come back to on another day to do because I think that's going to be a great subject for us to break down. It's, it's one of those things. I don't think we should wait to the end, though. I think the middle was perfect. Like, I don't want to be going below that, um, even though that is pretty low. I mean, that's probably around 10 to 12 in terms of, like, quarterback rankings. Yeah. But um, I, I wouldn't want to be going too much lower than that. But I think that's the sort of perfect position I'll be looking at. I, I just don't know how you're going to end up with a bad fantasy quarterback in a 10 team like this year. I, I just don't know what you've got to do wrong. Nah, you get a guy who has an injury. But even then... If we've got 12 great options, unless people are just hoarding the shot out of running backs, there's still going to be, uh, sorry, out of quarterbacks, there's still going to be options available, I think, just because of the depth yeah. of the position now. The average ones got better and the, the top yeah. ones stayed roughly the same. Well, like, and I think some of the top slight. ones are taking a ding and, and we'll talk yeah, about some of that with slight. our next wide receiver. They're slightly worse, but you still wouldn't drop them considerably. So, like, there's yeah. so much value in the middle, guys, I think, this year. Oh, totally agree. Yeah. We are about to dive into one of the, uh, this was another moment which shook my brain. I think we should take a break and then come back yep, in yeah. and, and we'll set this up on a team. Hi, Rick. I need, we'll I need some, some charge time too. Mm, all right. Yeah. We'll be back with it. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Taylor Talk Time. Oh, I'd, I'd gladly never meet Maddie again. Oh, <laughs> that, that hurts here. And sorry. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. I realize I've got to get the trophy <laughs> off you. So I take that back. Yes. <laughs> then you can shut me out of your life forever. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, 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 Taylor. Oh. Let's stop the foreskinning. Let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. And someone just pegs a dildo. <laughs> yes. It was a better pass than Mac Jones did all day. Oh, look at all the penalties we had against us. It means the refs screwed us. That contract's as tight as a nun's you-know-what, mate, so you can't get out of this bad boy. <laughs> Someone get me an adult nappy because I am moist. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. That's why we're on the podcast together, mate. We take shots at each other. Well done, Taylor. I'm not below <laughs> shameless self-promotion. All right, let's get straight back into this one because this is one that really rocked my socks and talking to Manjot about this earlier you know for folks who wait for us to come to air to talk about what goes on in the NFL there's a whole world of people who think that Tyreek Hill is a chief and and I just think that's a wild world to live in because it seems so old that Tyreek Hill was a chief but I still am coming to terms with the idea that he's not I'm going to handball this one to Manjot to kick off with too with Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins talk me through it brother 
what do you think's going on here? Wait up. Like, he's going from red to aqua. That's yeah. absolute insanity. When I saw that trade, I was just like, where did this come from? Where did that come from? Literally, how did they get Tyreek Hill, the Dolphins? They literally cashed in like five picks. The the Chiefs were like, all right, we're going to raid the covered bear. We're going to get all the picks you want to give. We'll take it. You guys give Tyreek the money he wants. You know, I think this is good for Tyreek. Uh, well, not good. I think this is a downgrade for Tyreek, actually. I, I Tua is not an upgrade over Mahomes. Mahomes is a better player. Are you so sure? This is gonna be- Are you what? sure? I mean, well, you're well, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I, I'm getting blasted for the take, mate. I, I got to. We're gonna submit down. you a mental health check or a drug test or something in a minute. This yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. This is unbelievable. My mental health care plan. My mental health care plan needs to be placed in. I'm mate, going I'm to concerned GP about you. It's coming take. from a place of concern. That's this is why people take. tune in for the hot takes. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, Tua ain't as good as Mahomes, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Taylor's mad about that for starters. He'll explain it in a minute. But, but yeah, I think this is good for Tua. It's not as good for Tyreek, but Tua is going to be great. I know he's on the people's team, Taylor. I know he's on the people's team. That's where you're going both, to get it. Both of them are. Both of them are. Yep. I'm sorry for ruining that surprise for the viewers, but man. I'm I'm gonna see Tua's value skyrocket though. I think if he can develop a deep ball, he has a deep yeah. ball in him. People just yes. they just haven't used it. Like they haven't used it properly. They haven't schemed the right plays. And he's always throwing it to like double triple coverage somehow. He's always picking off like getting picked off. He's always finding the, the defender instead of his receiver for some reason. But I think he can change that. It's a new offense with Mike McDaniel. They'll be running the ball a bit, but there's also going to be some like short to mid middle sort of pass game. And I think where Tyreek's going to be valuable is he's going to get more catches instead of yards. So he's going to get, they're going to scheme him in a way that he's not going to get as many yards because in KC, he was just getting chunk plays. Like he's at least getting 15 plus yards of play most plays. Like the pass was air yards in air yards, it would be like 10 to 15 yards plus. At least Mahomes would have to throw that. Whereas in this offense, you could have like screens, Tyreek, you got like quick slants, just get the ball in quickly, just get a quick dump off. And then you let Tyreek use his speed to run around the defenders. He gets that yards after catch, and that's where he's going to be more valuable. You're going to have to force feed him them targets. And then he's just going to have to get the yards. Instead of the yards being air yards, it's going to be yards after the catch. So in a way, it's not going to be as flashy, but it's going to be more sort of a Debo sort of thing. But as in like Debo after the catch, not as in like the Debo running around sort of thing. You can see more motion though. Tyreek always goes in motion in that KC offense. He's going to go in motion in the Miami offense too. But you're not going to see the running back thing. Not that much because they still got like most of they got like admins and stuff, but yeah. I like the idea think- that you do this. You're like, all right, so I'm gonna compare everyone in the league to the standard wide receiver and the standard amazing gadget of everything Swiss Army knife wide receiver is Debo Samuel. So he's the baseline. <laughs> yeah. We can compare every receiver in the world to Debo Samuel. 
I love that you yeah. deal with that. You know, Centauri yeah. oh, right. is kind of like the new Debo Samuel. <laughs> yeah, not not to foreshadow, but you know, we got we got some Debo Samuel. Foreskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, my mom's in the room, so I can't say anything. <laughs> I can't sorry, say anything. I'm so sorry. Don't worry, the headphones are on. Headphones are on, guys. <laughs> headphones are on. <laughs> She would hate this show, by the way. She's so good. At, oh, it's good of her to yeah. let you near us, to be honest. <laughs> yes, we'll, yes, we'll it is. A gift. But but a Debo a Debo sort of thing will come up at the end of the show, towards the end somewhere. <laughs> okay. I'll fit okay. it in. So you've got to have a take about this because uh, the People's Dynasty team has uh, all of a sudden found itself dolphin friendly, uh, dolphin safe. Uh, tell us about it, mate. Look, eat it, Mark Downey. I'm all I'm all dolphins this this uh, year, mate. And you know you you're gonna have to make room or make a lot of room because I'm not the smallest bloke in the world uh, on that bandwagon because it's it's dolphin time, baby. That's probably a seal, but I'm gonna Miami say that's dolphin. dolphin. Yeah, that was uh, Ricky Number Jones. One. Jones. That was that one. Yeah. R- R- Ricky Ricky Dolphin Jones. That's all. I think that's all we know him as. Um, well, my youngest daughter does actually a really great dolphin. But it also sounds like her unicorn. So apparently they make the same sound. <laughs> um, I'll touch on something Manjot said pretty quickly there. Um, I think what he was trying to say as well is that I think Tyreek's going to be very good in full PPR and fantasy this year. Uh, I think he's going to be more known for his receptions than he is his yards and probably even touchdowns. Um, wow. He's going to be way more involved in probably closer proximity to the quarterback than he ever was with Farmer uh, Holmes. And I'm just going to say, like, if you were if you were a coach and you were trying to take a Shanahan offense, could you honestly pick two better people to have than Jalen Model and Tory Hill? Like it's absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Are they going to be able to run so many different motions? They're going to be able to run both of those guys like they're Debo Samuel. I'm not saying they are Debo Samuel, but they're going to be able to run a lot of different looks. And, you know, I've, I've never been a huge Mike Kosicki fan, but I think even him coming back, he's pretty athletic for a tight end. And I just yeah. think they're going to be able to do a lot. They're going to be so much more athletic than teams that they're facing that I just can't see that not working. So, and I, I brought up a few different times when we did um, play starts of the week. Um, Tua actually was very, very good in terms of yardage. Like he just, he didn't really have the offense to get a lot of touchdowns, but he had a lot of games where she had high yardage totals. So I actually think this whole thing about him not being able to facilitate a guy like Tariq Hill is probably not the right you know, way to go. I actually think he's yeah. definitely going to be. Um, I'm not going to say he's not going to have some issues. He's not going to have some growing pains having a guy like Tyreek Hill. He's probably going to have his interceptions as as most people who aren't Pat Mahomes probably will. Um, but I just think in general, it's going to work. Um, I don't think Tyreek Hill's as good a fantasy asset as he was on the Chiefs. I'm sorry yeah. to break that to you. Um, yeah. But he, he he just isn't. Like it's, it's, a, it's similar to Devontae Adams. You know, you're you're not with Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers anymore. You're with Tua and you're with Derek Carr. They're definitely a downgrade yeah. and it's a downgrade in offense. But I'm telling you right now, this offense is going to be far better than it was last year in Miami. And I just think Tyreek and um, and Jalen are both going to be huge parts of it. And I just think it's going to be far better than last year. And, and Tyreek Hill's going to have, he might not have, you know, as many touchdowns as he did last year, but he's going to have a huge amount of receptions. And he's going to be very, very prominent on that offense. Um, I would still pick him around the, the top five. I would probably have him on the lower end of the top five, probably more around four, five, six. But I think he's still going okay. to be very prominent. I'm getting a very 
Jarvis Landry at the Dolphins feel about this of just yeah. being a target monster. And yep. gee, you know, do you remember that one year where all of a sudden he started getting touchdowns too? It wasn't just the receptions and the yardage. Then he started getting some touchdowns. It was the Jay Cutler year at the Dolphins. So I don't know. Oh, I think it's gonna, it's going to be Landry, but with far more yards after the catch, like like Manjot mentioned. Like there's yeah. so much more big playability after the catch than you mm. saw out of you know Landry had a fantastic year. Like I'm, you know, you aren't actually trying to down play hill when you're saying that because he actually had a really good year that year yeah um but i'm just trying to say that he's, there's a lot of potential for both of those guys and we've seen plenty of teams facilitate um two top 10 top 15 sort of wide receivers oh, and totally. I, I think both of these guys can be top 10 any yeah, final thoughts here manjo w- one more thought yeah it's make or break the tour this Absolutely. is it this yeah, is his last year, right? year. He, this is his last year to prove himself if if he doesn't get it done if they don't make playoffs this year, Tua's got to go. I- I'm saying playoffs because it has to be. They've been on the cusp of playoffs for the last two years. They've been literally like like 2020, they were like percentage out, like I guess point different. It was tiebreakers. Yeah, a few yeah, tiebreakers, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there was a few tiebreakers in there that they were out. I think it was conference record that shut them out of playoffs. 2021, they started slow. And then they came back hot. So now it's up to them to actually be consistent, play consistently, win games consistently. And Tua has to be at the front of that. He cannot be a passenger. He has to be the leader in this offense. And my he has dynasty, to- my dynasty trades aside, I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm all in, I'm on Tua. I'm I'm on yeah, that Tua. wagon. You can again at me whatever you want to do when he's going shit. But I'm telling you right now. I'm on it. I actually think he's going to be phenomenal with these guys. I actually think he's been seen too lowly for what he's actually produced so far. I think he hasn't exactly been put in the right positions to win so far. And I think his yardage totals have actually been far better than anyone's ever seen, like Mm. anyone's actually giving him credit for. Um, I'm I'm not saying he hasn't had his issues like that, that. You know, it's pretty clear that he has. But I'm saying that I'm all in on him. I actually think that he is going to prove it this year. And I completely agree with Manjo. I think he has to prove it this year or he's done. And I'm just saying I'm on I'm just saying on the podcast right now that I'm in on him. I think he's going to do it. The Taylor yeah. touting tour. That's how I've got it written down now. So that's I know that might be the catchphrase. Uh, while this is going on, Taylor is just into the chat function here, being like, breaking news, breaking news. Break it. Hey, you got to hit us with this breaking news. Something's come up. Break it. Ba, 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 uh, so, um, this came through. Step on Diggs signed a four-year extension. Uh, came up as a hundred four mil. Um, you know, we all know that that's probably bullshit. It's probably just like half of that in terms of like guaranteed money. But um, he's got a fair bit guaranteed anyway. It's 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 down as four for four four. Sorry, it's down as four for one hundred four. Um and wow. you know he's, he's he signed on for long term. I'll oh. fill you in. It's seventy million guaranteed. Seventy. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That sounds about right. I've so. got the post on Instagram ready. So uh, straight wow. after the recording, it's going up. It's going up on Pastry Press NFL, which yeah. pretty much means it's more like three years for seventy, like with the yeah. option to pay the extra thirty-four out in the last year. But um, it doesn't really matter. Wow. It just proves that they're all in on him. They're all um, in. 
Yeah. You know, he, oh. I sh- it was such a weird year for Stefan last year. Like, everyone had these huge expectations because he was what wide receiver two, two years oh, ago. He led the league season. in receptions. Yeah. yeah it was Glad insane. That. And, and last year, I think he still was top 10. Like, he still had a really, really good year. It was just the fact that there was oh. a bit of a drop off. He was Ask anyone normal. who owned him yeah. if they thought he was a top 10 receiver yeah, last exa- year. Exactly. Though. I mean, yeah. God, it was a tough ride. I, I took him, I essentially, I did a trade in that dynasty league we talked about, which essentially was when you look after the draft was basically me giving up Najee Harris for Diggs and Elijah Moore. Which, um, so at the time it actually yeah. felt gross because Najee, especially in that first half of the year was dominating and he's a rookie and you're like, Oh my God, I've given up this ridiculous piece. And then he gets to the end of the year. Najee slows down. You look at Diggs' numbers and the fact that Elijah Moore's coming on like through like an absolute, yeah. you know, house on fire. You're like, you know what? It actually wasn't that bad a trade. It was it just felt absolutely gross as it was happening. So um, and that was just a fantasy look on it. And just in terms yeah. of the bills, it was just smart because they'd sort of got rid, rid of some other guys like Cole Beasley's not there anymore. Um, you know, they they've sort of, you know, sort of cleaned house a little bit in the wide receiver room. So it made sense that they just sort of found one main guy and just sort of paid him. And, you know, why wouldn't you? Because he's, he's been so good for them over the last couple of years. Wow. Yep. Love it. I, Love I'm it. looking at a Bills receiver right now. Other than Diggs, I think Gabriel Davis will take a huge yep. leap this year. Yep. I saw a lot in the playoffs. I'm always yeah. rating up receivers when they're playing four against the Bills in the playoffs. I had the Michael Pittman thing last year, but I was like, Michael Pittman's going to break out in 2021. And he had a good year. So I'm going yeah. all in on the Gabriel Davis hype. Davis, you know, I think right. he'll be a great wide receiver too. They'll be one, they'll be like an Evans Goblin style thing where it's like, you know, two wide receivers that are really good. I think, I think Davis will be up there. I think he'll get a one K season to be honest. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm seeing it. I'm I'm all in on the bandwagon. Just from what I think about now, the you, you is that to because it. he he had a hundred touchdowns in the playoffs? Or was that, is that yeah, maybe pretty much? <laughs> all pretty much. All of them. Every single pretty one. much. If they scheme out, if they scheme I think it was out 102. 102 touchdowns. 102 was, touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Against the Chiefs in that one. Yeah, yeah. all in one game. All in one game. They yeah. still and yeah. 299 million <laughs> yards. No, 11 yeah. billion yards. I reckon that's enough. It was way more. Bloody unbelievable. Um, yeah. Look, this came up a little bit earlier. There was foreskin everywhere on this one. Amari uh, oh, uh, Cooper. Flapping, flapping in the wind. Amari he's, he's um, Cooper. Hang out of his helmet. Off, uh, any, anywhere you can find space for, for foreskin. We were doing our best to tap dance around talking about him earlier, but now, now is the time. Um, gee, so he winds up leaving Dallas. Tay, do you want to walk us through the Amari Cooper experience in the trade cycle? Gosh, unreal. Yeah, so AC, the second best AC that I know behind Antonius Cleveland uh, from the Illawarra <laughs> Hawks. Sorry, the Illawarra Hawks. What am I doing? Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, yeah, just, you know, they're back and forth between Illawarra and Wollongong. They can't make up their mind. But yeah. um, Antonius Cleveland, let's just do a whole podcast on that guy. Absolutely love him. Would both yes. him. Just, Stay just tuned to the Antonius Cleveland um, podcast after this, by the way. Absolutely, yeah, straight after. Um, but on to, you know, a lesser you know, player. I guess, he's on a little, I guess he's on a little bit more money, you know, probably a little bit more known in the world. Um, Amari <laughs> Cooper, yeah, it, it's, it's a really good situation. And, you know, I sort of touched on it with Deshaun Watson. Um, they really haven't had a, a player like this in the last few years. Like they had Odell, but he really just didn't gel with the team. And I just think Amari Cooper, 
they they tried to act like in Dallas that he was sort of done, and he definitely wasn't. Like every no. single time you saw him with anyone but Dak, like it's Cooper, Buddy Rush would Buddy throw for him 550 yards, like when he would come in the game. Like he he clearly isn't done. He's a fantastic, um, he's a fantastic player. Uh, he's got great separation. He's huge. Yeah. Like he gets up, he gets high high jump balls. Like he he's just a phenomenal athlete. Like he he. You know, he's always tested just through the roof in that sort of stuff, like being a ridiculous athlete. Um, I just think he's going to help this team. Like, they needed an athlete like that to sort of take away the stigma that this team only runs the ball. Um, I, I think they definitely will run the ball in that first half of the year, obviously, without Deshaun. But as soon as Deshaun gets there, um, as soon as they fine tune uh, things between Amari Cooper and, and Deshaun Watson, I'm not saying it happens straight away, it's probably going to take a few weeks. Uh, but I think that's going to be a phenomenal um, sort of asset for them because teams are going to struggle to defend them because they're not going to know whether to defend Chubb and Hunt or whether they're going to defend Watson uh, and Amari Cooper. It's going to be really, really hard to to defend them because you've always had this one faceted offense that you can sort of, you know, you could stack the box against Hunt and uh, and Chubb. You're not going to be able to do that against you try these to. guys. From the <laughs> yeah. yeah, you try to. It still you doesn't to. work, but... But how do you possibly do that when, you know, they, they do a play action or something like that and all of a sudden Murray Cooper's open yeah. downfield and Deshaun Watson's buddy flinging it down to him. It's going to be yeah, incredibly to. hard to stop. And a lot of teams have, like, sort of almost been happy to just let the Browns score 14 to 17 points and just score enough on their defense. But if, if this team can put up 24, 27 points with their defense, they're going to be really, really tough to stop. So I'm not saying that happens straight away because there's going to be some growing pains with Sean Watson and Amari Cooper together. Um, but I think Amari Cooper is going to really, really help this team immensely. And um, I think they're going to be a team to watch in the second half of the year. Oh, man, John, I need to hear what you got to say about it too because uh, being a real numbers guy, <sighs> Cooper just had such an odd year last year. What do you see it doing for Cooper's production? Yeah, I mean, he wears number 19, first off. He wears no- the I lesson got- number 19. Shout out, number 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Devo drip all coming tonight. More more later. <laughs> but anyway, look, Amari Cooper, he's an absolute stud. He's an absolute. He's been so consistent over his career. Started off the Raiders with Derek Carr, then went to Dak Prescott. Now he's got Deshaun. I think he's upgraded quarterbacks every time, and his players increased every Ooh. time. Assuming Deshaun can play, of course, as we covered earlier. Um, I think, I think Amari has been very slept on. I think even I, I'm going to be honest to you. Even I'm not at face value. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh, he's, his career is going to die like Odell's was. His career is going on a downhill. But the more I just remember how good he's. Been, that's where I'm seeing his value, and I think a lot of people are seeing it as it's he's going to get forgotten in the shuffle. That's where he's going to be. Mm. There's a lot of guys at wide receiver you're going to think about. You're going to think about Cup. You're going to think about Adams. You're going to think about Debo, of course. You're going to think about Jefferson and Chase. There's Diggs. There's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. There's so many wide receivers you think of. And this dude's going to be somewhere in that, you know, wide receiver 13, wide receiver 15. He's going to be in like mm. that top 15 somewhere. And he's going to be lost in the shuffle. And people are going to forget about him. And he's just going to land in some 
championship winning owner's lap in some leagues. Like you mean like the, the, the people's dynasty team? That's yeah, where he the is. People, <laughs> that's where he is. Yeah, vinegar strokes. Are we talking about the smart ones? Yeah. Vinegar strokes. Vinegar I'm saying. Strokes. I'm saying the smart ones, like the vinegar strokes. Of course, definitely get smart people. We don't want to name names. Just someone that might have vinegar strokes as his name. Just it yeah. could be anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Unlikely to be the Carabao Kings. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what's that team name? Uh, no, I've never, never heard of them. Never heard of them. Some exist. old dynasty back in the day. They got cancelled, I think. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. cancelled. Yeah. Uh, They're naming yeah. my own team. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. There's some drama in Carabao. We shall You're talking about the arse player? There is never not drama in Carabao, let me say. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the glory holes? Oh, God, yes. Oh. That's in Gary, though, I think. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to releasing all the, the logos for that and letting the, uh, yeah. let the, let the good people help me choose my team for the Astro League this coming year after 12 years yep. of Carabao Kings. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, Just watch him get slapped on, guys. Watch Amari Cooper get slapped Amari on. Amari Cooper, yeah. I mean, so he's the perfect about him receiver two in a 10-team fantasy yep. league at the moment. For he's, he's, per- he's perfect as that because... I, I right. still think he's he's going to prove to you in the second half of the year, and he could be a title winner like me and John mentioned. So if you had him as your wide receiver too, it's perfect because you could slide someone else in that you maybe took yeah. a bit of a shot on into your wide receiver too, and then maybe play to Murray as a flex or something like that just to see what was happening. Even if he had to hit you, even yeah. in a ten-team league, if he had to hit your bench at one stage, or if it's not working with you know Jacoby Brissett. You can just sit him there and then just sort of wait it out. And then he could be a league winner for you. Yeah, so he's worth, meantime, he's worth it. Just roll guys. out Gabe Davis, mate. No worries. He's yeah, exactly. Gabe Davis, 102 100 touchdowns in a Man game. So, he knows. So he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm selling the, selling the Gabe Davis stock with you, brother. Um, selling the hey, candy. Well. Selling the candy. Selling it all, man. I want to hear you talk about selling Robert Woods, the new number two. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Trees, baby. Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees. So he's the second guy to wear number two in as many years. And we know the last yes. guy was Stella. So he's got big shoes. And then this guy cost a little bit less. Um, <laughs> was a, a six three under or something like that. We basically yeah. got nothing. So Stolen. I'm, um, it was weird. I was pretty happy when we got Julio last year because you just, it was a bit of an unknown. You like you had those hopes that he would be what he was. There wasn't the assumption that he was, but he also wasn't getting ridiculous amount of offers. So you kind of had to temper your expectations on him as well. And he just could not stop getting injured. Like I said, just tish, like hamstrings made of asshole paper. Like they were just just tearing at any moment. Like he, 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 I think he got injured like nine thousand. I think he got injured more times than Gabe Davis had touchdowns in that game. Like it was just unbelievable, and that's a lot. That's over a hundred two times. Gabe Davis and Julio ratio. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Gabe Davis touchdowns and and Julio injuries. They just were just neck and neck, just going on there. Yeah, they're always balanced. That's how you know the world is balanced. And to be honest, that makes it less worrying taking a shot on a guy coming off an ACL tear like Robert Woods because I actually think he works perfect in this offense because you want a high-volume guy like Robert Woods. I know he's going to take a little bit of time just off the off the ACL tear, but 
We're having a guy like AJ Brown, which I've you know came on this podcast a million times and said he's very, very rocks and diamonds. Like yeah. he he can have an absolute yeah. game winning performance, and the next week he's you know you know two for twenty. Like he he's he's just not the guy that you can really rely on every single game. Um, you want a guy like Robert Woods out there getting you know eight for eight for forty five, eight for fifty five, nine for fifty nine. You want a guy getting a lot of receptions in this offense because that only helps Tannehill. And Tannehill yeah. needs all the help he can get, put it that way. Yes. So <laughs> in yeah. this offense, anything helps, especially a, a volume receiver when you've got a guy like Derrick Henry taking up a lot of it anyway. Um, so if you've just got someone that can move the chains like Robert Woods, I'm absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I don't see Robert Woods having some huge like touchdown year. I think it's definitely a drop down for him fantasy. There's no way that it's a better situation at the, at the Titans than it was in the Rams. Um, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Uh, but I think he's. I think he's get, like Manjot said with Murray. I think he's going to get overlooked even worse. Like he's going to get. Ooh. He's going to be like wide receiver thirty something. Like he's going to be yeah. left for absolute dead. And I think he's going to be an interesting pick. He wouldn't be someone I'd want to be starting week one. Um, I'd want to know a bit more about how he's sort of rehabbing in the ACL. But I, I just think it's a very very good move by the Titans. Um, they needed yeah. someone. They got someone for nothing, pretty much, and someone who is incredibly like he fits that offense perfectly as a volume receiver. Um, so I'm really really happy they've got him because I think he's a perfect pairing next to AJ Brown and. You know, there's going to be a healthy dose of running the ball from the Titans, like you've always seen. Oh, we pretty much a good running back every... or something. Oh yeah, apparently some guy I've yeah. never heard of him. Yeah. Is he yeah. Jonathan he's... Taylor? Is that no, no, it just no. He's... Okay, he, 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 he could probably throw Jonathan Taylor into another fucking universe. That's pretty much how big he is. <laughs> oh, but... Marshall Lynch um, got uh, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, beast mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah beast mode. Um, and <laughs> I've so, never heard of the Titans having a good running back before, so I didn't know. Yeah, no, no. We've yeah. normally got we've normally got someone pretty shit there. Um, but my NFL one. history brain is absolutely yeah. going off. Yeah. I know you can hear him. I know, but it's almost like it's almost like I'm being sarcastic. It's almost like a little bit of sarcasm in my voice. It is. If it, like in general, in we've got a phenomenal taking shots. We've got a phenomenal coach. Um, we're going to have a huge yeah. amount of running in our in our game. Um, we've got a very good defensive line, and we've brought back basically everyone. Um, we've we've spent a lot of money on bringing back what worked last year. Um, so I'm pretty happy. We didn't make any huge moves in terms of getting enormously better, but we basically brought back everything that worked last year. And then I think Robert Woods is that little bit of you know, something that can sort of tip it over the edge. Sprinkle on a little know, icing. It's a little yeah. bit... The X-Battle dusting. Risk. It's a little bit of a risk because of his injury, but it costs us nothing. Yeah. So it, it's just yeah. something that I think needed to be done. Um, and it's not really at a huge cost to us. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it works, but tighten up, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's hear an unbiased opinion, Manjot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right, that, was a good, that was a good advice. Shit house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I'm actually full on... I'm full on... On this bandwagon with Taylor, <laughs> Bobby Trees, Bobby Trees, okay. man, <laughs> yeah, Bobby Trees, tighten up. Bobby I'm Trees. absolutely on this wow. bandwagon. I really like this one. As Taylor said, high volume guy. You can definitely see him as a good flex player in fantasy. Look at me go being a fantasy analyst. Right? No, wow. look at this guy. Yeah. We're rubbing yeah, He's getting sl- He's getting slept on. I'm I'm certain he's getting slept on. 
Who's the he's, biggest slept on player though? Is it going to be Amari Cooper or Robert Woods? Who's going to, who do you think is going to make people pay for sleeping on the most? Oh, it's tough. All right. I actually did a make mock a call. Draft. We'll make him the official wide receiver. Exactly. Woods will yep. be far lower than what his projection like should be. Uh, but I think Amari Cooper will be the one that can win you a title. Like, as in, yeah. it, I, I would rather pick the guy at 16 that should be eight than pick the guy that's 30, that like you're picking up at 30 that should be 22, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'd rather pick up the guy with huge upside. All right. So your ceiling yeah. on Woods is just far lower. Just Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, like, there's no way ceiling's anywhere near what it was at the Rams. But I just think in terms of a pickup for the Titans, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, right. I was just saying that I was doing a mock draft with a few other pages. Thanks to Maddie yeah. for inviting me in there. Representing yeah. us in a big I was mock representing draft. us. Yeah. So Amari went at, so it's the 12 team. He was the seventh pick in the third round. So if you do the math, that's like the 41st pick or something. Yeah. He was a 41. Yeah. Dirk. <laughs> yeah, he was. No, it was actually 24 plus. It's actually 24 plus 7, 31. Sorry, my bad. 31. There we go. Yeah, and Robert Wood's first pick of the eighth round. He was the 85th overall. Wow. That's where that's where we were projecting him. So that's cool. how big of a drop-off. That is a 50-pick drop-off right there. Uh, approximately, according to all these fantasy analysis. Five rounds. That's a big drop. Yeah. Right. It's a massive drop. So I reckon Amari, yeah, evolves. I've got to agree. Amari would be the better play. Definitely. All right, so we'll see how that evolves, though, because, I mean, we're still a long way away from draft season for that. There's a lot that has to happen. But I think we put a pin in that one because it would be cool to have, like, a, uh, a bit of a dart throw wide receiver that we can all agree and we can just all cheer for no matter what happens, and especially if it's a Titan, right, Taylor? That's, that's not of that's course. It. Yeah. No bias. No bias. There's only one more trade I wanted to have a quick look at here, and we probably don't even need to spend all that much time on it because it really is the pieces that came the other way from the Russell Wilson trade, which we see Drew Locke, who is an experience all of his own, and Noah Fant, which I actually thought was the more compelling part of the trade, going to the Seahawks. Manjot, you're the NFC West guy. Are you quaking yeah. in your boots about what Seattle is serving you up now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, no. Not really. I mean, they'll still find what? a way. They'll still find a way to half us and beat us twice a year, every year, for the rest of my life, because that's what always happens when Seattle plays the 49ers. Yeah. So, I'm so I'm prepared to lose. Game. Yeah, I'm prepared to lose to Drew Locke and Noah Fant in real life. In real life. So, yeah, Noah Fant. A Weddle answer from last week as well. Obviously, I'm mentioning all wow, my boys yes. and Weddles. That was the game I yeah. played, and it took me all my guesses because for the first five, I actually had no idea what to do with the feedback every time it gave me a <laughs> yeah. series of um, of oranges and, and greens. You'll see that on the show before the show if uh, you haven't had a look. Yeah, at and that'll be after, edited after? Would that be edited after or edited before, Man, would you say? It'll be its own little feature, I think. We'll release it as its own little short, I think. A little, ten oh, yeah. little taster. What do you reckon? Yeah. That'll be good. Maybe That'll be get good. it up in the YouTube. lead up to the show coming out. Yeah, get it on the YouTube. Yeah, and good idea. we'll try and get it out tomorrow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, what was crazy? Anyway, Fan and Locke—they're still there together. I feel bad for Noah Fan. He went from a decent team around him with Locke to like a shit team around him with Locke. <laughs> with it's Locke. literally 
<laughs> yeah, he's still with Locke. That's the thing. He's just gone to a worse team, which might actually mean he gets a higher volume. So for oh, his yeah. owners, yeah, for his fantasy owners, you better be praying for someone like Baker Mayfield to go. That's, that's better. Or Malik Willis, just hope for like a rookie quarterback. It's just force feed. Drew Locke is decent, but he's not going to get the job done compared to those guys, to be honest. Yeah. You've got to hope for Baker Mayfield. Like that is. Cool. <laughs> uh, over Drew Locke. Over Drew Locke. That, that's that's a bad situation. Yeah. It's just absolute trash. Are you in the same boat there, Taylor? Gee, if you're a Seahawks fan, you better hope for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so I don't think Drew Locke five if we're no offense uh, owners in Dynasty. <laughs> I don't think Drew Locke means dick. Like I, 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 I just think that was just part of that trade. Um, I will say I actually am a little bit interested in, in fan. Um, I, I actually saw a lot in that offense that sort of showed that they used the tight end position. Uh, you saw Gerald Everett actually get a ridiculous amount of targets in that offense last year as a tight end. So I actually think he actually might be a sneaky play at tight end because, like, honestly, that that position is just absolute horse dick. So I, I don't, it doesn't really matter, like, who you're playing, playing there anyway. I just think he actually might be an unsung hero in this trade. I think he actually could show more than people actually think because um, they're going to run the same sort of offense anyway. But in terms of the quarterback position, again, I don't think Locke's going to matter. Um, they'll, they'll be a, probably a player in the quarterback market this year. Maybe. I don't know. They might decide that it's not the right class for them. I'm not sure. Like you said, Malik Willis um, sort of fits the mold there. Um, he's, he seems to have a pretty uh, – he has a good deep ball, but he seems to be pretty pedestrian in the middle. Um, so, And he's, he's, he's really good at fantasy asset, but I'm not sure he's really ready for the – for the big time, he sort of seems more Trey Lancey. Like he's almost kind of not yeah. ready in terms of hitting the right people where they need to be hit unless they're like 80 yards down the field. Um, yeah. Like they kind of need something in the middle there. So they they may just sort of go to lock for a little while and, and then have someone like as a bridge, sort of a bridge quarterback yeah. and then wait for someone like that. But I don't know if that'll be this year or if they'll wait till next year. Um, yeah, I don't think lock's going to mean too much. I will say lock. Is as, ba- as bad as a quarterback as he's been. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He yeah. actually wasn't too bad in terms of hitting receivers deep. Like he actually wasn't too bad. Like he, Judy actually had some of his better numbers with Locke like two seasons ago at the end. Um, he actually was able to sort of find him deep. So it's probably not the worst for someone like Metcalf if he doesn't get traded. Um, I don't actually think Locke and Metcalf will be the worst sort of setup that you've ever seen. I'm not saying that it won't turn into three interceptions a game, but honestly, as a Metcalf owner, I don't think you really give a shit if there's interceptions. Like you just want to see him getting deep targets as much as possible. Um, And you didn't get it from Russ really much last year. And then if anything, he was better with Gino. And for all we know, Gino will be back as well. Like we don't really know what's going on with their quarterback position. So um, yeah, look, I, I just think in general, like Locke's not going to matter too much. He's not going to take them to the promised land or make them too much better. I think Fan will be a bit better than people expect, but he's in the end, he's a tight end. So it doesn't really mean too much. It's just someone you can pick pretty much near the end of the draft that sort of fills a gap. Um, but yeah, I don't, th- I don't see Seattle making much noise this year. Well, fair enough. Sorry, Mantel, you were on the edge of your seat about to say something there. Yeah, no, I've, I've got nothing. You've got nothing. You had a Debo <laughs> thing you wanted to tell us about because we, we're about yeah. three minutes from wrap here. 
And I need to hear what you want to say about that. Yeah. So I got a Devo skit to end it. All right. I've been hearing. All right. Ever since I got the Devo jersey, for all the fans, I promise you all during our postseason show, I joined the show and I immediately said, I get some Devo t-shirt or jersey. Like the jerseys cost $300. Yeah. Right. Nowadays, 49ers men's size jerseys cost $300. I do not know why. There's some shortage of fabric or some shit. But anyway, the point being is, ever since I got this Devo t-shirt, y'all been making trade rumors about Devo Samuel. I heard the Dolphins before Tyreek, of course. The Dolphins wanted him because of that Mike McDaniel connection. Put him in a body bag, man, John. Put him in a body bag. And then the Jets, man. I heard last week the Jets out of all teams wanted to trade for Debo Samuel, man. Look, I've 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 a message. Look, in the words of Will Smith, keep Debo's name. Yeah, keep Debo's name out your fucking mouth. Keep Debo's name out of your fucking mouth. I'm I'm sorry, man. Look, I my auntie invested enough money in this t-shirt. It, please don't let it go to waste. Don't do anything stupid. Ooh. Keep Debo. Give him the blank check and just just sign him in July, please. Just get it and done. It's a quote the 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 great Dave Chappelle. What did the four fingers say? The face. <laughs> <Slut>. <laughs> That's why I'm doing on draft it. night. If I if I see Roger Goodell on TV announce a Debo trade, I will be slapping my TV. Where Roger Goodell is, I'll be slapping Roger Goodell <laughs> on TV. I would love to see footage of Mandrock slapping his TV off the wall. Uh, we're going to slap <laughs> ourselves out of time, Mandrock. Give us all the plugs about where we can find you, and 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 we'll get this done before we we end up just losing our time. All right, uh, at Pastry Press NFL, at Pastry Press Sports on Instagram. We also have the Aussie End Zone, the Broncos Faithful Podcast, other podcasts I do, and of course. Aussie NFL Fantasy, you can find that at Aussie NFL Fantasy on Instagram. There's still the Astro League 2021 Facebook page. Yeah, and of course, merch from T Public. It's always there, man. Always available. Get that Mandrot of Liberty t-shirt while you can, because that's the best one. It's the best one. We've got to get your farewell. No worries, Matty. Thanks so much for the podcast. I absolutely love getting on here with both you guys. Um, you've also you both got such great knowledge and you know it's always so much fun and you know I know there's a fair bit of time before the actual fantasy season starts but it's always good to sort of just touch base and this this free agency period has been absolutely ridiculous so it's always good to have a chat about it and just see the different opinions you know we're not always going to agree which is what I like about fantasy but you know it's just been fantastic actually getting to have a chat with you guys it's been phenomenal do you know what I love about it though is that we're not even near fantasy season, but we are just always just so charged up to talk. There's always so much going on. You're into all your dynasty trades as well at the moment, which yeah, I probably need to go and <laughs> rustle up a few of your rosters, to be honest. I haven't spent so much time on my dynasty teams lately. But you know, and we said this earlier, we we don't play fantasy, we live it. So, you know, every minute oh, of every sure. day, it's it's in there and we, we keep an eye out for what's going on. Um we're just always talking about it. Our chat never stops between us three on the on the Instagram. No, not at all. We're, it's different sports. It's just different, you know, different things we're always talking about. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm always talking about my different dynasty trades and stuff I'm doing at the moment. And it's, it's just phenomenal. We're always having a good chat and a good laugh. And it's just so much fun doing it.
Now, I also got to say too, you're dead right about that, but we're actually getting an opportunity to go and join another podcast in the next week as well. I've got a mate over in the UK named Marv and he runs a terrific podcast called Pods Like Us. He literally talks to folks who either run podcasts, listen to podcasts, are involved in creating podcasts and he's invited us on, which is going to be fantastic. And the three of us can actually all make it. So once we get that collaboration uh, done and it's published, we'll make sure we share links so everyone on the uh, the Aussie NFL Fantasy Nation can go and support Marv. Marv Smooth. I love that he's called Marv Smooth. Uh, and the pods like us because it's a great show. He's helped me discover other podcasts. His little tagline is uh, to help you discover your next podcast addiction or obsession. And yeah, he's definitely helped put me in touch with one or two podcasts as well. So it's, it's a great little resource and I'm looking forward to hanging out with Marv. And I'm looking forward to dragging your manjot on and we'll play, we'll play Weddle with him, I reckon. I think he'd like that. For sure. And it's just awesome getting to talk to different people who are doing podcasts or helping out podcasters or whatever he's sort of trying to do there. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's everyone just has their different opinions and everyone like, you know, being independent podcasters want to sort of get their voice out there and just talk about something they're really, really keen on. And that's all we really do. Like we don't do this because we expect to get money out of it or we expect to get all these ridiculous <laughs> amount of views or whatever. Like we well, do you it don't expect we to get money. You we... expect to get money. You and your millions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, well, I'm going, Oh, oh, that, oh, sorry, my, my package just turned up with my uh, briefcase of money, but um, I don't do it for hundreds, course, yeah. right? I, I do it for the love of money. Yeah, that's right. But I do it for the love of uh, love of the uh, the game as well. So it's just so much fun. I'll live and breathe it, whether it's uh, you, you know you, you know NRL basketball um, or or NFL, which I absolutely love doing. It's just phenomenal. So I you know, you mate, were it's, playing it's been... baseball one year too, weren't you? You just you played pretty much. If you can fantasy, yeah, I think doing I, it. I think. I think every. I think I pretty much had a crack at every sport at one stage. Um, <laughs> I pretty much sort of worked out that I like sort of going in in seasons where I like to actually really really focus on it. So NFL, I just stick to that, and then I just stick to the rugby league. Um, season with the super coach and stuff, and I try to just keep it just yeah, to that. The I, I, if yeah. someone like talks me into playing something else, I'll probably do it just for the sake of it. And I'll probably end up like doing a podcast about it. I'll probably get so probably. far and in deep into it, like I'm I've been a genius for 10 years, but that's pretty much the way I do things. But um, the way I'm I gonna like wind to up producing is... the podcast you and Manjot do on super coach, I can see that oh, that's, sure. that's where this is going. I can see, yeah, it's. I enjoy doing the whole overall thing, but I enjoy doing the draft league as well for Supercoach. But in terms of what I enjoy most, it's definitely NFL, and that's what I put up as the highest pedigree. Um, and trying to defend my title in the Astro League is going to be uh, of the utmost importance this year. Good luck with the mates, because uh, you know the yeah. pedigree is pretty high for people who've. Uh, there's very few people who've ever won two at all. So uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, you can really give it a shake. Mate, thank you again. Keep that trophy home. Exactly right. Bring it out. Drink from that silverware, mate. Um, next mate, week. I'll catch next up week. with you next week when we're up with Marv, but um, we won't leave it so long before we get another show out for this because we'll either do a nice um, lead into the draft or, or maybe even a way too early ranking show, but we will come back with a really, oh, really nice. good show. Uh, keep, the, keep the Aussie NFL fantasy nation absolutely quenched to their thirst for fantasy knowledge. Absolutely, mate. Can't wait. All right, brother. Hooroo, look after yourself. Hooroo.